0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The Things That Drive Us. It's been a long hiatus. I'd hoped it would be shorter, but it hasn't been. This is the first of a series of four episodes that I'll be releasing over the next four weeks. I hope to then do more after that. But today's is a conversation with the delightful Siobhan Owen. Now, I've known Siobhan online for a number of years and I met her for the first time in person during the brief pandemic hiatus in 2020. And today we are talking about her work as an artist. Siobhan lives and works in Dunoon, Scotland, painting mainly on slate. And we discuss that and what she does and why she does it. I hope very much that you enjoy it. Today I'm talking to Siobhan Owen, who um, is a painter I met through a mutual friend who I used to work with. And you paint mainly on slate, I think, don't you?
1: Well... I have painted mainly on slate, but as it happens, I am at the moment moving more back to canvas.
2: Mm. Okay,
0: well, tell us about that. What's co- what's prompting the change back to sort of canvas then?
1: Um, a mixture of artistic and practical reasons. So mm. I started painting on slate because, well, mainly because I thought I thought it would be nice and I would enjoy it. Mm. Also because I had a lot of slate in the house I was living in. Yeah. And, you know, it saves you spending money on canvas if there's a whole pile of slate there. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a cool way to recycle it. And um, I like the way the colours appeared on it. And, you know, you might get people who buy a painted slate to put on the outside of their house or in their garden who might not necessarily be comfortable spending a lot of money on a painting, a traditional yeah. painting to put on the wall. But having painted on slate for two or three years now probably three years I'm moving away from it slightly not forever just Mm. taking a little break from it just because it turns out that most of my work is sold online yeah so and post so postage of slate is really really expensive because it's incredibly (laughs) heavy yeah 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 we spend a lot of time working out the packaging and everything so it can be tricky Mm. And I thought I would just make my life easier for a while by going back to normal, traditional canvas. But I suspect I'll probably go back to Slate at some point.
0: Yeah, and do you have any feeling yet as to sort of how the popularity of those two compare? Or is it still too early to say?
1: I think they're just very, very different beasts. So like Slate, nice um, paintings and designs on Slate tend to appeal to a very wide range of people. Mm. and a wide range of prices yeah and a lot of people who wouldn't traditionally buy art would buy a painted slate
2: yeah
1: I guess it's kind of non-intimidating and you know it's it's quirky and you can put it in your garden it's not like a big deal you don't need to get it framed um you can sell them at markets
2: yeah
1: that kind of thing whereas uh, painting on canvas could appeal to anybody mm. um and there are people who are prepared to spend you know a couple hundred pounds or more on a painting if they really love it and it's yes, yeah. they're going to hang it in their house. Whereas a slate, you can make a lovely slate and sell it for 40 or 50 quid, yeah, yeah. So it's just um, a totally different kind of beast. Plus, the paintings I submit to galleries, mm. whereas the slates I tend to sell at markets and Christmas fairs and online, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I've got one of your slates. I really like it. It hangs up in my studio. Mm. Um, It it was one of the most flattering requests I had when you asked that we could swap work a couple of years ago now.
1: I I love my painting of yours. I I, I see it a hundred times a day. It's at the top of the stairs.
2: Oh, that's lovely. And
1: it's been greatly admired by many people who come into the house and have to go upstairs. A lot of them ask if it's one of mine. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, no. And I tell them about you.
0: There is a sort of certain similarity in style there. Yes. Um, and um, because your slate paintings, well, they're, they're very colourful. Um, and so, well, would you? I mean, from what I've seen, you've got sort of two styles, landscapes, effectively, and then more abstract yes. designs. Yes. But, so, I mean, tell me what drives you, draws you to the one or the other as you're going along, or is it just what strikes at the time?
1: It's what strikes <clears throat> at the time, but I'd say that it's probably landscapes and flora and fauna, if you like, yeah. inspire me the most, especially living around here. Like in summer, well, I suppose every every, every season apart from right now in winter, mm. the, the colours here and the n- nature is just so spectacular. Um, that even if I don't, even, you know, it's not like I'm going out for massive hikes up the hills or anything but just yes. generally being around here the yeah. the trees and everything are just so amazing that that's what and the mountains are just so amazing and that's what inspires me especially the colors of them especially in um autumn
2: yeah
0: and here yeah. for those who don't know is Dunoon, Scotland isn't it
1: yes so it's just um it's a peninsula off the west coast, kind of nearish Glasgow. So not, not away up in the highlands, but yeah. the, the, it's a thin peninsula. Um, so we've got the, the sea, well the Clyde on one side, and then lots of lochs and mountains and um lots of forests and trees, and then amazing shoreline with pebbly beaches and sandy beaches, and um uh, and there's also a place just outside called Benmore Gardens which is a big botanic garden which is amazing yeah it's just yeah full of the most amazing trees and flowers and bushes and and anyone could be inspired by going for a walk around there
0: Mm. well as you know between lockdowns one and two I managed to sneak in a holiday to Scotland which is when we first met yes um and I, I found the landscape around there quite inspiring and I think I came away with sort of eight or nine paintings that I did as a result yes do do you paint outdoors or do you paint inside or
1: do you know I have never painted outdoors and I see other artists making posts on social media saying how much they love it Mm. and that the work that they produce is is really interesting and fresh but I've actually never done it um I think I would feel quite self-conscious possibly yeah I do take a lot of photographs, which yeah, I then so come home and use yeah. as source material. But um, but I've never painted outdoors. Have you painted outdoors?
0: A couple of times. I don't enjoy it as much as painting indoors. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, it's partly because I paint in oil paints and you get to a certain point where... I've never really worked out how the Impressionists got around this, to be honest. Whereas if you keep going, it just becomes a smudgy mess. Right. You have to let it dry. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just not physically as comfortable no
1: exactly 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 yes
0: i have done it a couple of times i mean particularly during the first lockdown Mm -hmm. um i set up an easel in the garden on nice days and did a few right
1: yes maybe if i had a garden Mm. it might be different Mm. but um in public yeah you know i like my certain setup yeah i like to be very comfortable have certain music on you know, sit in a certain way, nice and comfy, have everything right around me, all the things that I might need.
0: Yeah, well, I think for some people that's quite important. So do you, I mean, for me, certainly, there's a kind of sort of ritual element about starting to create work. You put certain things in a certain place and then, on, you, I mean, I have certain outfits that I wear for painting, both because they put me in the right thing mood, but also because otherwise I just get paint over everything. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yes. I so have that problem
0: of, as well. <laughs> the ritual element important for you as well then
1: very very yes in fact I see I'm trying to see it as a positive thing but it can sometimes be a drawback as well which is that there's part of me that feels I have to do everything else before I allow myself to do art yeah you know um you know like I have to make sure all the housework's done I've done all my chores and everything and in a way that can be a self-defeating attitude because of course the housework and the chores are there's always something else that you have to do yeah 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 Um, So I've been working hard on giving myself permission to leave the laundry and leave this and leave that and just think, no, I'm prioritising going to the studio and doing some painting. Mm. Um, And, yes, I like to try and remember to wear something that can get smeared in paint. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I like to have, like, a podcast on or or some music, usually... Um, a bit like what your sister said in her podcast. I like music with either no lyrics or yeah. lyrics in a foreign language, so I'm not totally distracted by it. Yeah. Although I don't mind getting slightly distracted by a really good podcast. Um, yeah. And then I like to have lots of different materials to hand, different surfaces to paint on, uh, and paints and inks and felt tips and all sorts of different things, and turn my phone off. Yeah. Um yes, and also part of the ritual because where I live it's really cold, you know, it has to you have to spend a lot of time getting putting the heating on, making sure it's warm yeah. enough. Because otherwise I get very I'm just very easily distracted. Mm. If I'm too cold, I can't concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All yeah, those yeah. things have to be in place.
0: So your painting, I mean the ones I've seen have been I think mainly acrylics, and they sort of yes. have a I guess a little of you might call it a magical realist style.
1: Yeah, I, I would. If I had to describe it, I would say maybe magical realist. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. That, so
0: how, how did you arrive at that? Or...
1: It, it's just um, what came naturally to me. It's just how yeah. I, if you like, how I see things. Um, yeah. I'm. I appreciate people who can like if I was going to paint a, a landscape with a lot of flowers in it or trees. I appreciate people who do botanical, mm. very precise, exact yeah. work. But I, I mean, I could try and do that, but it doesn't float my boat. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how I want to see it. Is how I imagine it. And so I might paint something inspired by the landscape around here. But then it might. I might think, oh, you know, a little tiger would go. Would <laughs> I can? I can imagine a, there being a little tiger in there. Yeah. Or some kind of insect that doesn't necessarily exist exactly in real life. Um, I guess there's a blurring of uh, fantasy and reality.
0: Yeah. Well, I quite like the way you quite often blur the sky and the land together. So um, yes. the horizon line, sort of the colours m- merge between each other. So
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Aye, aye. Yeah. Which is, which is, you can switch, you can, well, I think you can see around here.
2: Mm. Well, particularly yeah. on a misty day, right? The mountains yes, disappear exactly. into the sky.
1: Exactly. But, uh, yeah.
2: yeah. So,
0: how long have you lived up in Scotland then? Because you're obviously from there, by your accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm from here, but I lived. I left when I was like 18 and lived in all sorts of different places: Denmark, Wales, America, mm. and then I was in London for like 15 years, and then I went to Spain. So I only really came back to Scotland like three years ago or yeah. four years ago. Um, kind of after after I turned 40. Mm. And um, I didn't, I'm not from Dunoon, but I decided to move to Dunoon because I like it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a nice place. It's got a nice sort of kind of slightly hipster vibe to it, doesn't it?
1: Slightly, yes. Oh, I'm not quite Islington hipster. No. But, um <laughs> But there's a lot of artists here. And even though it's kind of a bit remote and you have to get a ferry to get here, you can still go to Glasgow for the day. Yeah. And there's uh, quite a good... We for a tiny wee town, there's a really good wee art scene, or mm. at least there was before COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. um. So there's all there's lots going on. There's lo- there's there's great exhibitions here, and and yeah, lots of cool artists live here. So there's always, even though it's a small town, it doesn't have a small town feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So when did you go? When did so art is your sort of full time occupation now, isn't it?
1: um sort of i do a little part-time reception job as well a few hours a week just to Mm. just just to earn a steady stream of money because Mm. art is not a um you know you can't really rely on an artist's income
0: no it's not predictable Um, is
1: it no it's not it's not you just never know whether you're going to sell something or not um so but you know um i'm still submitting things to galleries and exhibitions and keeping my fingers crossed. Mm.
0: Yeah. So because we know each other from um, the fantastically named Alex Alexander.
1: Yes. Um,
0: yeah. um and you worked with her in social housing down in London.
1: Yes, that's right. So that's when did you right.
0: when did you make the decision you were going to sort of make art the focus?
1: Um well I had always So I grew up wanting to be an artist, Mm. but I would say I didn't necessarily really get that much encouragement because I don't come from the kind of background where people see that as a viable option. You know, it's just something that rich people do or whatever. You know, Um, so I I did do a foundation year. All right. Where you at the end of it, you are supposed to apply to art college, Mm. Um, but my you know when I was a teenager, my artistic self esteem was so low. Mm. I actually just didn't apply I just assumed I wouldn't get in so I didn't apply. Yeah. Which was kind of heartbreaking and you know really sad when I look back on it. So then I didn't really do much art for years and years and years. And then when I worked in housing in London I mm. started doing it a little bit but I realized I was kind of never really going to have the time and the space to really do it. I lived in a tiny tiny little studio flat. Yeah. And there's if there's you know if there's one thing about art you do need if not a room, at least a large corner.
0: Yes, you do need the space. To do it. Yes,
1: you need at least a table and a chair, mm. and and you know an easel and stuff like that. And I just didn't have that space, and I was working like forty hours a week, or whatever. So I was just really tired. Mm. And I got the opportunity around my fortieth birthday to be uh, to take a year off unpaid. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would take I thought I would take a year off and then go back to London. But during the year, I got an offer to be made redundant. Mm. and uh, so I took it and I became an English teacher uh, and moved to Spain to teach English yeah. and while I was in Spain so in Spain I was working 25 hours a week it was really sunny it was very relaxed yeah and there was a really nice art shop in the town that I lived
0: oh well, that makes a difference
1: yes and I thought oh and it piqued my interest and I was able to buy a few bits and bobs and do a little bit of art and suddenly I realized, wow, this is, you know, this is what I've always wanted to do. And I've got the time and the space to start doing it. And so I started doing it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then the plan kind of developed from there that, you know, if I moved back here, I had just enough money to dedicate myself for a couple of years to seeing if I could make a go of it and sell some things doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the stage that I'm at now. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: And I mean, from an outsider's perspective you seem to be relatively successful at selling particularly the slate stuff online
1: yeah uh, yeah, the slates are popular <clears throat> and I get, I get commissions to make specific slates with oh, nice. names on them and stuff um, and I, I also subscribe to quite a lot of emails that are like for open calls for yeah. art exhibitions and galleries and so I sometimes submit things to them yeah. and uh, they've all sold as well which is great Oh, nice. um yeah and um so yeah you know I, I hope that if I continue in that vein I never know what's going to sell you know I paint something and I put it on Instagram and I put it on my website and I submit it to galleries and sometimes I'll paint something and I think oh I'm really pleased with this I'm really chuffed this is nice I like it and mm. you know <laughs> nobody nobody says anything or really likes it and then I'll paint something else that I think, I don't know, I don't know. You know, should I even bother putting this on Instagram? And then everyone loves it. Yeah, like, for example, I did this really quick, sketchy painting of a plant Mm. um, in a pot. um, And um, this guy really loved it. And he's had it framed. And actually, yesterday, he's a psychotherapist. And yesterday, he showed me that photo of it. It's up on the wall in his therapy room. Nice. Yeah. And when I painted that, I thought, oh, I I wouldn't even bother putting this on social media. Nobody's going to like this. Yeah. So it just just goes to show that I really know nothing.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think that's quite common. Like, my favourite paintings of mine are almost never other people's favourite paintings of mine.
1: Right, right.
0: And so people come along and they go, oh, I really like that. And I go... Do you? I think it's rubbish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they go, but what about this one? And point to the one I'm really proud of. And they go.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, you can get attached. I don't know. It's strange because I don't know about you. I've only got like two or three paintings that have come out in exactly the way that I thought they would beforehand. Yeah. And so those are my favourites. Yes. Um. It's often the other ones which have misbehaved Yes. Uh, that other people seem to find yes. more interesting. Yes,
1: know. it's it's baffling. And also I have this thing where sometimes I'll make a painting and, and sell it or whatever, or, or maybe it doesn't sell and it goes in a dusty pile in the corner. And then if I look at it like two years later, I think, oh, wow, did I paint that? Oh, I really like that. Whereas at the time I thought, Ugh, pff, you know, and then... S- Sometimes I look at it later and I think, oh, that's really nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I go through precisely the same journey. I was talking with um, another my another uh, guest. I spoke to um, uh, Amy Dudgeon about this yesterday. You go through a sort of pattern of you pay, finish something, you're pleased with it. You see it about a week later, you go, oh, that's rubbish. Yeah, and then you see it about two years later, and you go, oh, that's really good. I couldn't be doing something that good now.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then I think, oh, I must do something else in a similar vein, but I, I can't recreate it you know no it has to come spontaneously or it's not going to come at all
2: well that's
0: true that's true I mean I've only ever tried a couple of times to do the same subject I mean sometimes I paint the same subject multiple times at the Mm -hmm. same time Mm -hmm. but I've only a couple of times gone back to the same subject and tried to paint it again yes and it's I'm never as happy the second time as the first no
1: me neither me neither in my case I had a phase of painting stormy seas with a little lighthouse oh yeah yeah and they all sold really well Mm. Um, and a few people now have asked me to paint another one which I will but the reason I'm putting it off is because I'm not sure that I can paint that similar scene again with the same like sort of joy and spontaneity because it's like somebody's asked me to do it I mean, yeah. I'll give it a try, but...
0: Maybe you don't need to go and stand on the docks during a storm or something. <laughs> anyway.
1: That's a, quite dangerous here. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's hard enough being in the house when there's a storm. Last night, I thought the house was going to blow away.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fairly windswept sort of part of the world, isn't it?
1: Oh, there's just so much weather.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just the cry of the Scots, there's just so much weather. Yes,
2: yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other thing that I saw of yours, I really like. You went through a phase of doing just little pebbles, yes, small designs or little slogans on them.
1: Yeah, yes, so were those uh-huh.
0: pebbles or just ones you found nearby.
1: They so there's a beach that I go for a walk on a few times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, like the main beach here in Toon, and there's a really nice cafe near it. Um, not the one I met you in, but a different one. Yeah, and um, the beach has brilliant pebble some of it's a little bit sandy but it's mostly pebbly and the pebbles are brilliant they're so you know you can just you can find a pebble of every any shape and size and smoothness or roughness and color it's really great and I just can't I just can't resist them you know sometimes you just see a pebble and you think oh that's such a perfect pebble and I want to cover it in color (laughs) Um, yeah so I painted a lot of uh, pebbles and stones and um again they're very popular to sell at markets and at christmas you know you can sell them for four to ten pounds and Mm. it's accessible children really like them they can buy them with their pocket money
2: yeah
1: um and you know the great thing about doing stones is you can do something really simple on them and Mm. it looks it still looks cool or you can you can make it a an intricate work of art as well Yeah, yeah yeah um and, you know, it's unique because no two stones are the same. And you can put them outside, which is really nice in the garden.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so, but I again, like the slates, I, I, I've decided to leave them for a little while because they're really heavy
2: to post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they're really hard to package and post and you have to charge so much for postage. Um, and they're really heavy to move around. Once you've got more than a handful, they're really heavy to move around and I've got arthritis. So it's like I need to not lift heavy things. So I've put the stones to one side for a bit to focus on canvas, which is easier and lighter. But having said that, every time I go to the beach, it's really hard. and I need to really stop myself from picking up more smooth, appealing stones that I think, oh, that stone would be perfect. And i have have to think, no, Siobhan, you've painted enough stones for now. Give it a rest.
0: <laughs> well, that will still be there, wasn't it? I mean, that's that's the thing. I, yes, I, I know what you know I mean when you sort of get a sort of rush of ideas and you want to do them all, and you're like, "Well, I'm, I'm not going to have time or space or the paint." Um, yeah, it'll be yes. here when I am yes. ready for it. Yeah. Do the, yeah. Do the, exactly. Do the, exactly. Do the stones choose the pattern, or does the pattern choose the stones?
1: oh the the stones choose the pattern the stones just instinctively tell me what i need to do with them based on the the size the shape the color the smoothness Mm. yeah I just pick it up and i know oh this one is going to be this or this one's going to match that one and be a little pair
0: yeah 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 and the canvases you're painting now are they in a similar style to your slate paintings, or are they different?
1: At the moment, I've been doing some very surrealist fantasy landscapes with a lot of uh, lush foliage and ferns and mushrooms. And I suspect there might be a couple of monkeys in there. <laughs> and it is actually inspired by the Argyle landscape. Yeah. Um, although obviously you don't necessarily get all those plants in real life in Argyll, but yes. at the moment I'm working on a massive canvas um, in fact I can show you do you want to see it?
2: Yeah, yeah please it's
1: Just it's just around the corner okay. I'll just grab it so... oh wow <laughs> this is um, a massive canvas that I'm working on
0: at the moment, uh, it's really so that's, big. That's uh, about? Huge. Four and a half feet, um, five
2: feet tall, something like that? Oh. Yeah, probably
1: four and a half. It's almost as tall as me and I'm five foot one. Okay. So they've got mushrooms here and lots of a big fern in the middle. And I've been working on that for quite a few months. and It will take quite a few months more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, what I, I particularly like is finish. you've got on that picture a very nice sort of burnished orange background, and I like the way it fades into the green. Yes. Yeah. And also you've got these Thank little mush, mushrooms in the top right hand corner. And at first glance, they look like, I don't know, uh, members of the Beatles. Um, they look like yeah. tiny people. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like them. I'm pleased with them.
0: Yeah. So yeah, painting then on a canvas must have then a very different pace to painting on slate because I imagine the painting on slate happens quite quickly. Whereas this Yes, is-
1: it does. And it does. It does painting on slate I can kind of, you know, sit in a comfy chair just with one slate and some paints and and work away at it. Um whereas painting on canvas like this needs to be a bit more yeah. like we talked about earlier a bit more ritualized i need space i need to have all the stuff around me i need to make sure i'm warm enough and not disturbed um, and yeah. i need to really 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 focus on it um yes so it's definitely a different i also find that painting on this kind of scale i need more artistic self-esteem you know because it's a really big painting and so it's if i paint on slate it's easy to say oh look i painted the slate do you like it or not there we go, that's what I did, and if nobody likes it, it's no big deal, whereas painting a p- painting like this, it's really big and you're really putting yourself out there, Yeah. you know, saying, look, I made this massive painting, it's yeah. really me, I really put my heart and soul into it. Yeah. So it feels a lot more personal.
2: Mm.
0: No, I, I know exactly what you mean, the more time and the bigger a painting is, the more you feel um, pressured into people liking it. And um,
1: yeah, and, and it takes takes up a lot of space, and, yes. and you know it's hard to say to people, "Look, look, look what I did! I'm taking up space."
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I know. There's lots of self esteem mm-hmm. issues. Um, what I, I mean, I, what I often do if I'm painting a big painting is I have on the go at the same time several small paintings, so I can
2: mm-hmm.
0: when I'm feeling like. Mm, um, so I can come out at the end with an enormous painting and then six or seven small paintings. And, um, and yes. the small ones take the pressure off. Um, I don't yes. Know.
1: Yeah. Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Same. I quite often have some small paintings on the go as yeah. well. Or at least, or if not small paintings, small sketchbook works yeah. in a sort of similar vein. Yeah, to take the pressure off a, a little bit.
0: Mm. So is that acrylic,
1: that mm-hmm. painting? That is acrylic and some inks. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I've actually never tried oils.
0: Have you not? Um,
1: um. No. Never. Never. I've. I've. I used to. I sometimes do watercolors, but mostly yeah. I use acrylics. And like one day I will try oils.
0: Well, I find watercolors very difficult. It's sort of counterintuitive to me. Uh, oils similar to acrylic they feel very different when you paint with them and that's the main attraction for me they feel really nice mm-hmm. to, to the drag across the canvas the, the only substantial difference is they take ages to dry so um right you, you can't work on the same painting for too long because you after a while you filled the canvas with a paint, and you can't do the next layer because it's not dry yet um because it's
1: not dry right
0: so I get around this by having several on the go at once. Um,
1: right, right. So
0: put one down, wait it for it to dry, and start on the next one. Um, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the other factor is, I'm very messy as a painter, and I know some people who are you know going to their studios mm-hmm. and they're pristine. You know, there's no paint anywhere other than on the canvas and on mm-hmm. the palette. And I've always like mystified as to how they manage that, because I ended up with <laughs> paint everywhere, like behind my yeah. ear. Yeah.
1: my face. oh yes absolutely the amount of times that i've decided like instead of a planned process of painting i've just suddenly thought oh i want to paint and i've started painting something and then i've you know i've got paint on like a new dress or on my new trousers or something and i don't notice for ages and it dries in and you can't get it off and then it's like oh i've done it again Well.
0: Oil yeah. paint's even worse because even... Before- on my glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for most yeah. clothing, oil paints, once it's on, even before it's dry, that's it. Um, on, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, so you, uh, do you have yeah. a, a destination in mind for the one you're painting? Do you have a show in mind you want to do it for? or Is it just you'll do it and then see what
2: happens?
1: Um, no, I don't actually because because it's really massive so to me painting this this particular painting here is quite in, self-indulgent um because not many galleries put shout outs for huge paintings mm. you know a lot in fact in fact in my experience recently a lot of galleries have exhibitions where they specifically want a whole load of quite small paintings yeah i don't know if it's just the, the ones that i'm looking at but there's been quite a few recently where it said artists, you know, submit a painting, but it has to be, you know, this size or postcard sized or something. And I very rarely do anything that small.
2: Yeah, same here.
1: Um, so I will just I will just need to keep my eyes peeled for any gallery that's saying they're accepting submissions and either the size doesn't matter or it can be something big. Mm. Um, otherwise, it's just a... Self- self-indulgent painting that nothing will happen with unless I then use it to inspire similar smaller paintings which can then be submitted to galleries
0: yeah well that's true yeah I mean, it's interesting what you say because yeah it's certainly people do see it's people seem I think less intimidated by smaller paintings, and partly because of the cost yes Yes. But also because, you know, yes. you know, you need a big wall yes. to hang a big painting. Not everybody has a big wall.
1: Yeah, you, it, exactly. A big painting needs a big house. Um, so, the, you know, my only other option with things like that is to have a sort of a do-it-yourself punk ethos and eventually arrange my own exhibition, you know, hire a space and, and hang up my paintings, which is possible, I might do that one day.
2: Yeah,
0: it's it's good fun. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's quite stressful, but it is quite yes. satisfying hanging, having your own show. Um, yes. I've not, not done it for ages since before yes. the pandemic. Um, and I might get back into doing and it.
1: And do you think you'll do one as life goes back to normal?
0: Yeah, well I mean for me there have been sort of two big life changes. I separated from, from my my um, my wife and then moved out and then the pandemic um, and so it's, life's only just mm-hmm. beginning to sort of come back to equilibrium. Um, and now I find I've yes. got the, the mental space to think about doing these things. Um, I've joined mm-hmm. a local art group who organise three exhibitions a year. So I'm going to do one of theirs, I think, right. before I do one of mine. Because um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's also a question of time. Um, they, 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 yeah. they, they take a lot, because you've got, you've got you, I mean... You can't really hire a space for one day it's usually several days you have to hire these things no yeah and then of course you have to be there the whole time or find someone who will yes. be there for you but um i mean did mm-hmm. i find i've it's interesting what you say because i'm i'm okay organizing my own exhibitions but i find approaching galleries in the way that you've done i've not done it actually i find it quite intimidating Um, So how how did you sort of get yourself over that um, threshold?
1: Um, I just, uh, you know, I just thought if I'm going to do this, I have to give myself the best shot. And so I just have to pretend that I'm really confident (laughs) and feel that I'm relevant as an artist and just, you know, put myself out there. Yeah. Um, I also, I did read a couple of books about... There's, a, there's quite a lot of books out about, you know, how to market yourself as an artist and what mm. you should do as a budding artist and all that, which I kind of read for a bit of inspiration. And the other thing I did was I looked at other artists that I like on Instagram and, and in galleries and stuff, it, and I really just tried really hard to look at their work and think, oh, wow, I really love that person's work. It's not a million miles from my work. Mm. They are doing it. So... I need to just do it as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought nobody's going to come and nobody's going to come and knock on my door. You know, Charles Satch isn't going to come to Danun and knock on my door and say, Oh, hey, Siffon, I've heard you've done some paintings lately. Can you show me them? I thought I have to just be really confident, even if I'm just pretending. And yeah. you know, I also have to just get used to rejection, you yeah. know, which is horrible when you when you just don't hear anything back. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes you get an, a, a, an email back saying, you know, your work's great, but it's not for us and you have to just take it on the chin. Um, and then every so often someone will get back and say, oh, I saw your stuff and I really like it and I want it to be in, in our exhibition. And you think, oh, wow, this is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And when then when that happens, it makes it worthwhile and, and you know, your artistic self-esteem goes up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And do you find the galleries yeah. in, in Scotland in the local area, or are they everywhere that you end up submitting to?
1: Well, no, bizarrely, the, the, the galleries that have accepted my work have mostly been in England, in fact, in places I've never even been to, like Sheffield. Mm. and Stoke Mandeville and I did it all um, it was all done electronically and I posted the stuff and I haven't you know I never even got to see the yeah. exhibitions and then they, they got sold um, the galleries around here um, I did have a couple of galleries that sold my stuff but one hasn't really recovered from the pandemic and one burnt down in an arson attack oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Believe it or not, yeah, and they sold loads of my stuff. Um they were on the high street here, and unfortunately there was a massive fire in the summer, and three shops burnt down in the middle of the high street, including yep. the gallery that sold sold loads of stones and slates. And um so I lost masses of stock mm. and a, a great source of income. Um That's uh but not bizarrely, no Scottish galleries. No, it seems to be England yeah that is a uh, yeah weird eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's very strange um so yeah do, you, do you
1: submit your stuff to galleries am i allowed to ask you questions
0: yeah of course i don't very often <laughs> um okay i occasionally enter sort of competitions like um the summer right. exhibition or um There's a gallery in London called the Mild Galleries, which um, hosts exhibitions for people like the Royal Society of Oil Painters or Landscape Painters and and things like this. And they, oh, yeah, Uh you can, as a member of the public, enter into. So I occasionally enter those, but I've I've never got in. Um, But I'm gearing myself up to approach galleries more directly. I mean, so far, I've just. I occasionally sell things online, but ninety uh, percent of my sales happen when either I or someone else has an exhibition that I exhibit in. Um, and yeah, then, and then I tend to do yeah. quite well, and I, you know, when people actually come and see them in person, that that's my stuff seems to do better yeah. than yeah. online. Um, so
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um, and that's partly because a lot of my stuff is. Quite heavily textured so I get these basically MD plywood boards that I cut up and I cover them in gesso um but I do it quite roughly and then I paint over the top top so they've got all of these strange lumps and bumps on them
1: oh oh you've, you've come back sorry yeah. you disappeared for a minute
0: well I, a lot of my paintings tend to be quite textured yes so you can't and it doesn't quite come across on a digital image on no no. So and some people really like that when they see it in person. So, yeah. yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Some I find that as well. Some some of them you just have to see in person.
0: Well, I mean, a, a lot of yours. I mean, particularly the slate and the stones. They must. They have a real tactile quality that's really nice.
1: Yes, yes. So I can
0: totally see how someone walking past a stall of yours, they pick one up and then that's it. You, you've sold it then because
1: yeah, they, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
0: that
1: that that's definitely a thing. Yeah.
0: So which which markets do you sell at?
1: Um, I've done a, a, a few all in this a- all in this area mm. um, you know we have markets here four or five times a year in Dunoon, and then there's ones across the water on the mainland and mm. um, yeah markets are hard work yeah um, you know you need to drive there you need to hump all the stuff out of your car and stones and slates are really heavy Yeah. and set up your stall and then you sit in the freezing weather for hours <laughs> Um, hoping that someday I'll buy your stuff. Um, and yeah. uh so they're really hard work, so I'm taking a little break from them right now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Which yeah. is
1: probably understandable given the weather actually at the moment. Well, it's freezing. I don't think it? yeah, I don't think Andy would attempt to have a market right now because it would just blow away. Um yeah, but I might do more in the summer, but mm.
0: but, but for
1: for now I'll just concentrate on online stuff and submitting things to galleries.
0: So if people wanted to look at and buy your work where where should they go
1: they should go to my website yeah which is Mm -hmm. Mm www.sgon.scot um or look me up on instagram yeah under the same name okay yes that's
0: great well i look forward to seeing that painting um
1: (laughs) yes
2: it's
0: finally finished yes Um, we were planning a joint show together but Because of the uh, pandemic and other things, it never happened. It never
1: happened, but I'm totally open to doing that again once life's back to normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope we can, you know, get it all together at some point.
1: Yeah, it would be really cool. Yeah, And I think think our work would, you know, would work well together as a joint show. I think so too. Yes.
0: All right. Thanks very much, Siobhan.
1: Thank Uh... you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Best of luck. Okay. So that was Siobhan Owen. Her website is SGON.scott. check it out, it's a delightful page. Um, you can also find her on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and please come back and listen to the other three that I'll be doing over the next few weeks. And I hope by the time the last one lands, I shall be able to announce some more. Please like and subscribe if you can, um, and I hope to see you all again soon.